What's up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to an episode here of the podcast version of Palangi Studio of Rock, only on Radio Wigwam. If you want to hear the live versions, make sure you tune in every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 UK. Let's welcome to the show, Mr. Wes Scantlin, the singer of Puddle of Mud. You guys know who they are. How's it going? Doing well, man. Are you in a hotel right now? Uh, I am. I'm always in hotels. Always. My- <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a set base that you call home somewhere? Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas. Okay. I was going to say, let's go back all the way to 1991. That's where you guys formed. Uh, yes, sir. That's exactly. How did you, uh, how did you come up with the name Puddle of Mud? Because it is very interesting and very rad. Puddle of Mud was a big old flood in 93 in Kansas City. We had a little rehearsal so a little rehearsal place there right by the levee. And uh, it was about eight feet deep, the entire basin. And uh, yeah, we had to pull through. Uh, I just did it the other night. <laughs> it was <laughs> practice hall, too. Yeah, it was, it was wild. Yeah, it was a big old shitty puddle of mud everywhere. But, you know, it got worse and worse and worse. So, fortunately, we were on the second floor. Then you're like, that would make a great band name. Yeah, basically, we were, yeah, we were writing and creating shit in a big, huge fucking puddle of mud, man. It was yeah. insane. It's weird sometimes, like, band names and stuff, they're so simple, and they just come to these these bands a lot of stories and stuff and you're like that that's how you made up the name like i think everyone thinks like it's a you sit there for a year thinking what's what is this you know band name what are we gonna call it yeah follow my that's it bye simple as that what did you what did you do before that do you have any high school bands or did you play like when you were younger in like middle school and yeah i had a high impact was my first band okay in some water all right <laughs> we all need that yeah, hydration. Yeah, high impact. And then there was a good question. And I like these like huge styrofoam panels, which were like probably about 12 feet by 12 feet. And my dad used to use these Geiger counters, um, which is basically a, a, a router, you know, in the very beginning of routing. Right. So I took a skill saw and I just put good question. And I wrote, you know, I sawed out the G and the O's and, and the whole entire thing. And I put a question mark there, and we rocked a we rocked a set at a uh, freaking at a, an apartment complex community building legal party at yeah, like a black party. Yeah, it was actually like an apartment complex party. You know, I don't know if you know, but like, there's always these like I don't know where they do their business at or whatever. I kind of live in the country, so I'm not used to as many of those probably. It wasn't the country, but it was like a community building. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Fortunately, it was styrofoam. So I was like, yeah, okay, we just put this here. There's a video of it, but yeah. So that was a good question for a minute. You know, it was basically a kegger and we all had a good time. Yeah. And we all got kicked out. <laughs> That's what happens, either noise or something, right? Yeah, there weren't really any neighbors, but yeah, we got kicked out anyway. Yeah. So you went, uh, you went on from there. Did you, do you have any formal training? Like, did you take it in school? Did you take music or take lessons from a teacher starting? Uh, yeah, for Leonard, uh, from, uh, junior high school. 
I played the tuba. Oh, really? I showed up late for class accidentally. I was the last one there. So he's like, all right, man, you know, here's the tuba. You're going to have to play the tuba, dude. You know, at your, yeah, I was like a hundred pounds. And yeah. I had this, but he said, Hey, you'd be a really good kisser. There you go. Or singer. I was going to say, that takes a lot of lung power. Maybe that's where it started. It's probably helped. <laughs> do you have any vocal warm ups that you do or like pre ritual stuff? Like you always, and I'll, there's a variety of things I've heard through the years. Yeah, you can do um, basically. <clears throat> I just woke up. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's all vowel sounds. It's just like Old MacDonald had a farm. On this farm, he has some pigs. Old MacDonald had a farm. I never thought about that. You could do that in scale stages and, and keep going high if you want to. Well, there's all the vowel sounds. Most women actually, um, when they haven't seen each other for a long time or every day for that matter, even if they haven't seen each other for a long time, they go like, oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they words just elongate. Yeah. Like, do we want to, or you have to drink a lot of water or tea or I've seen a humidifier on stage with you. Does that help? Yeah, that's a good thing. Cause a lot of places, I don't think people know is when you're backstage, a lot of places it's dry sometimes. And you're like, dude, no matter how much water you drink, you're just, your whole body's getting dried out or it's wicked hot that day. You know? Yeah. Dehydration sucks. I don't know. That leads to not singing as much. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, don't smoke, don't drink, don't do drugs, don't do shit. Stay healthy, you know, keep your shit together and uh, hit some meetings, you know. Has your diet changed over the years from when you started to now? Just because it's like, I, I can't eat this stuff and like do a whole tour at once, you know? You got to get your road legs back on. That's all I can say, you know. Once you're back jamming on the road, it's like, uh, any, oh, fuck, man, I don't even know what I'm talking about, but... <laughs> Yeah, you got to get into it again. You got to get in the swing of things. Yeah, I just like, I don't have any like, you know, I'm, I'm good, strong, little skater dude. You know, that's what I do. You know, I, I'm a skater. I'm a blader. I'm a boarder. Uh, you know, I'm a rider, you know, yeah. and forever. And um, so just stay that way. And, you know, if you lose path on that deal, um, you're, you're fucked. Yeah. Don't sway from shit let little sheepdogs run out and get like, you know, sheep for you. Like go run out there yourself and uh, get the sheep. <laughs> Round motherfuckers up and come back. Did you, uh, it's funny you mentioned skating. Were you guys on Tony Hawk pro skater? One of those games. If I was, I hope I got paid. Okay. Cause I was going to say you guys, your music would fit perfect. Cause I was playing the re-release of it and I was like, it's all that style. Love it. I'm a skater punk man for life. Is that what you, what you originally liked? It was punk music. And then, or do you like some like, uh, you probably didn't like Poison and stuff, but maybe like Metallica and that kind of stuff? I loved all of the names of the bands you just said. Everyone. I, I listened to them profusely to this day, and I still love all the motherfuckers. They're amazing, and they changed my life and uh, made me want to be like 
man, I want to try to like kick it like that, you know? Yeah. Cause I'm on writer, man. You know, that's my deal. That's what I was going to go into too, is I I've heard you've written all, all the music, which is not the case. A lot of times in some rock bands, either it's a lot of different, let's say opinions are, are involved. You know what I mean? And sometimes that, that breaks up bands. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird to be a songwriter, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, uh, it's almost creepy because everybody wants to jump on the jam, you know, when you, you guys, it took 10 years for you to, before you hit that, that big record to come clean one, these guys, he's got a gold record too. Hopefully people know that out there. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of records. Yeah. And hey thumbs up. Oh, I know. I, I was reading too. Cause I mean, that was, I, I was only the nineties. I was really young. So I was like, uh, all right, I do know what MTV is and and some of the stuff you guys played in the early two thousands when I started listening to you guys. And um, I may be wrong, but I hear some some Nirvana. You know, I hear like Three Doors Down and, and the Foo Fighters and, and Fuel too. You guys are are a little similar voice wise a little bit. Galleon, yeah, oh. Brett. I've been trying to get him on the show for like five years. I'm like, I can't interview this dude. <laughs> Maybe someday. Man. Like uh, like. For, I don't know. Like uh, for me, it'd be like Metallica. Is there some band somewhere dead or alive that maybe throughout your career that you wanted to play that festival and show with them, but you just, you, you never got to with that artist. You know what? I would have loved to have played it. and went on tour with Creed. Oh yeah. That guy freaking rocks. I mean, seriously, that guy is amazing. Uh, I'm, you can all throw him under the bus as long as you want, but I'm going to always be on his side. And um, mm-hmm. I love I, I love Creed. I love Scott Stapp. I love you know John Fashante and uh, Yep Chili Peppers. Mark Mark's they have the whatever. Forget about what I'm saying. But <laughs> so so Creed and Chili Peppers on the list. That would be bitching. Creed, Chili Peppers, Mud, and Fuel. <laughs> yeah, like, hell yeah, that would be sick. You ever do you, do you ever like like Johnny Cash or anybody like that? Uh yeah, I've been everywhere too, man. That you you never have you ever seen Johnny Cash? I've a, I've asked this to a lot of people and and they haven't caught him. I have seen him on the television. Yeah, we all have. I was curious live like if you ever saw him in the 90s. I, I wish I would have been able to see him. There's it's funny because um I don't know, I call it like grunge style, post grunge style, hard rock. There's a lot of Besides like the, the, the girls and the party, and there's a lot of like underlying pain, I feel like that a lot of the singers and stuff, right? Either they're getting out their emotions or there's, but it's like underlying, you know, it's not like here it is. And, uh, you know, like three, I, I just interviewed uh, Matt from Three Days Grace and a lot of their stuff has that. And you can, you can hear it in the vocal too, some of that. And yours, I hear aggression. <laughs> a lot of aggression and then the chorus a lot of the choruses you do kind of the, the aggression's there but it kind of opens up and it and it kind of gets a little i don't want to say lighter but um but hookier that sort of thing yeah. where a lot of those like you listen to punk rock and stuff like that a lot of that stuff is hooky there's a lot of good hooks in there well you know um basically as uh tom petty said don't bore us get to the chorus yeah I follow the path of a lot of uh, amazing songwriters and uh, 
I, I have been listening to them for decades and uh, they're wonderments, man. They are like butamous and, uh, you know, it's, it's not, a, and it, you know, Durst, Fred, man, like he's, he likes to take people on a roller coaster ride and, you know, yeah. taught me that and, um, which is awesome. Thank you, Fred. And uh, yeah, so yeah, you want to like, it's kind of like a, it's like, it's like a roller coaster, you know, when you're going up that, you know, that you're like, oh, yeah, oh shit, fuck, man. And then you come over to that part of the, you know, like, whoa, whoa. You and know, they start to scream and enjoy it more. Or before it's almost like you're, I don't know, it's like a haunted hayride. It's like, you don't know when, when that guy's going to jump out. Yeah, but it's fun. You know, yeah. And they, then you bring them down, and you do a little nice little, nice little bridge late, and then all of a sudden it's like, here comes the big old fat super cord. <laughs> Blow your mind. You know I know what, what you mean. I know what you mean. People out there that maybe don't know songwriting, there's a lot of different parts in songs. You know, there's intros and choruses and bridges and verse one to let's say verse there's some songs that have like seven verses which is out of this world okay what's your what's your favorite pattern to write do you have like a specific pattern like i always love to start with intro you know like sweet intro verse prelude to a half uh chorus yeah and then back down into a uh second verse shorter than the first verse and then do a little prelude into the next full chorus. Go down into a bridge, which is nice and low and cool, and you know all the like kind of hey, you know, and yeah. then build, and then and then you're going back up the thing at the end of the roller coaster, and then you come back down and just blow people's minds. And <laughs> super chorus is what I call it. The super then, chorus, I like that. And then it's the outro. So it's intro, verse, um, chorus, half, and then you do verse two, prelude. So there's that prelude, and then that's like a full chorus, and then you drop it down into the bridge. Okay. And be excited. And then you build from the bridge all the way back up to the super chorus. And then you do like, you know, you just blaze it out. And at the end, you just kind of like let it float and then you go a piano or something on there. Yeah. And, a little ghostly guitar. Yeah. A lot. There's a lot of that stuff going on. Which I'll, have is cool. to, I'll have to try that. Maybe someday, maybe my next song I write, I'll have to try it. It'll be I V P D V pre D two. And then it would, yeah. B and then, and then it would be, uh, yeah. And then you do the bridge and you come back and then you do, uh, it's called a, outro super uh course and then you just hit the course blaze everybody's dancing like fergie you know fergie goes like oh you people in here <laughs> i remember it's my favorite favorite part of the black eyed peas song man like uh boom boom now that's like yeah i feel like uh one of my favorite songs your first record is uh nothing left to lose I feel like that has that roller coaster ride energy. What what's that song uh, about? I mean, besides maybe the obvious. Well, it's down. You know, you're in, in life. You know, as a youngster, you are down and out, and you got a, a pot 
to piss in and um basically is be like i just want to do what i'm i'm loving to do you know my passion and you know i ain't got nothing i ain't got nothing left to lose you know you know so it's like it's just basically saying like i'll do whatever it takes because i don't need you know a lot all i need to feel feel positive minded and and uh let everybody know that you know i'm down and i'm rolling and yeah. you can't you can't stop this train from happening yeah, you know, that's what I got out of it too. But I was just curious. Sometimes there's like some underlying thing, and I'm like, oh, I never thought of that. Has that uh, over the years from being in? I mean, you have your let's call it your indie years before you got to that, you know, debut record. Has the as you as a songwriter, has the process ever been, let's say, tough or interrupted by maybe what? say the label would want to put out versus what you're like, no, this, I'm telling you, this is going to be the, you know, the single and the song. And is there anything ever been like that happened to you? All of them. All of them. All, all the Puddle of Mud hit songs, according to some unknown people that I will not actually say, but yeah, they didn't believe in blurry and, you know, they didn't think they control psycho. Um, she fucking hates me. Yep. Psycho is a good one too. I've heard that one in a movie. I have because I'm a big movie horror guy. I've heard that in a TV show or something. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, that wasn't put in the wrong mailbox of all the addresses that I've had in my life that I didn't know about. <laughs> I don't remember the movie, but I know it's in something. I know it's in there because I go, that's why I first heard it. And I was like, yeah. We did the video there. Um, I actually was hanging out with this, this fine lady that worked at. Um, she was working at uh, Universal Studios right down the street from where I'm at right now. Um, and uh, we were kind of kicking it. And I was like, you know what? I was with my dad and my son. And um, she was like, I was like, you think we, like, we could just bomb the like psycho house, you know? Yes. Um, from the Bates Motel. So that's where the psycho video actually was actually done. I don't know. I guess I like humped my way in or something slightly. <laughs> The psycho thing was uh, was was actually done at the Universal backlot, um, you know, in uh, Cali. With and, the original, uh, yeah, the original psycho, uh, the house, yeah, the house, everything, yeah. So were were whole, you a big horror movie fan? Um, I really, you know, like, I I love horror movies, but um, you know, I just get scared too fast, and I I have to turn them off. And I'm like, ah. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> because rock musicians love being in horror movies. That's why I bring that up. Cause I'm like, uh, was it the singer power man? 5,000 just made a horror movie. Um, I love horror movies. I've been into making small stuff ever since a kid. So I'm like, uh, maybe you get killed off by Jason Voorhees someday. Who knows? Sure. Would that be sweet? <laughs> it's like an honor. I was, yeah, I was killed by that hockey mask wearing guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> but all horror movies aside, that's, I mean, uh, personally, that's where I found a lot of, let's say, you know, your style of, of music and that, and that genre. So I, I thank the horror movie community for, you know, introducing me to a, a lot of stuff. And, uh, did you guys have like, uh, demo cassettes back in the day before, before you got signed? Did you do those? That's how I got signed. Oh, with a cassette. Okay. Because I was like, I know CDs were around. Praise Leishan Nunes for making me the two demo tapes uh, and 
mailing them to my address in Claycomo, Missouri. They came in the mail and uh, I went to Limp Biscuit. Uh, it was family values. I had the little, like I was moving out of town. So I just wanted to have stuff uh, like something for me to listen to. So yeah, actually Leisha Nunes uh, made two cassette tapes of, because I was out of money and I didn't have anything like a pot to piss in. And, um, and I had no CDs and I couldn't afford to like make any more copies. Like it was over and done with Thank God for that chick for sending them because we family values, you know, backstage, fake backstage passes and a cassette, you know, tape, you know, yeah. and our security guard, uh, Richie. Thank you. <laughs> Man. Was that, did you feel like that was like your last chance to be like, you know what I mean? Like you said, you're out of money and were you kind of at the, the bottom of the barrel with, with the doing it after nine years and, and yeah. like, when was it going to happen? You know? And I was done with it, you know? And then yeah. I saw the asteroid go past the highway, made a wish, woke up in Mobile, Alabama, and uh, holy moly, Fred Durst somehow, you know, says, kick it. Come to LA, man. You're, you're, we're ready to kick it. So, man, I just signed it without any attorneys, nothing here about it, any of the money or anything like that. I was like, yeah, I'll just fly with the wave, man. I'll just rock, ride this wave. And uh, it's, you know, <laughs> so attorneys on them, though, that, that, that I don't know where they went, but I, mean, I was just like, hey, uh, let's go. Let's well, rock. Ho- hopefully you fix that for your second record, right? Thank you, buddy G. <laughs> yeah, because nowadays it's uh, there's so many things. Yeah, like I said, there's licensing and there's there's the streaming stuff. And so let let's say from from the CD standpoint to digitally now, like hardships of the business. How does how does that? What do you think about that? With you know people, it's like there is no more CD stores anymore. Yeah, that was the um, the the problem with that was is that. Um, People, anybody could go to Best Buy or wherever the heck you go to, and you could buy, you know, the stacks of just blank CDs. Yeah, load them into, you know, CD printers, you know, and um, basically it was all about um, bootlegging. You know, it was like mega bootlegging. Like, yes. So uh, fortunately, that that was a big hit for the not only the musical industry but also the like film industry as well. that was latter maybe a couple of years, but and then now, yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's like you can just go buy a huge, you know, whatever as many blank discs as you want and just bootleg them and uh, rip off the artists. You know, I believe that the uh, the powers that be, the super awesome people, um, really cared about musicians, you know, and songwriters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like, you know, we have to, you know, survive because that's, this is our, this is our, you know, this is what we do. Yeah. Without that physical product. I mean, there's Thie- always digital stuff, but. Yeah, it's thieves, you know, but you still now, you know, it's still, you know, you can still like um, have like a, you know, a paycheck at the end of the day for your hard work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that was, I, a good thing now, but 
it wasn't so great when it started going like like what yeah yeah how can we make this not you know make these thieves do the shit you know to us you know because yeah. we're, just, we're just trying to make happiness happen you know do you ever view it though as like uh say somebody burned a thousand cds right say say half those people listen to it they didn't buy your music, but maybe maybe they're tickets and fans for life at live shows, and then they start to buy your merch, and that's kind of how I view it. Is it's like a little, you know, yeah, it's a tipping of the scale. Yeah, it's like it's a. I'm not sure what the last uh, like diamond record, you know, artist has been in the last. Um, uh, I don't know, maybe 12, 15 years. I mean, like. Who, who's gone diamond? I mean, you know, it's like, Maybe Adele? I don't know. Taylor Swift? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see if that actually happened. I'm going to go with I don't think so. Kind of a, yeah. <laughs> they probably didn't go like, you know, 10, you know, 20 million, you know? Yeah. If, if we jump to 2019, you wrote a song called Sunshine. That was another one that caught my ear from that record. Um, I usually don't go with the singles. I'm I'm more of like the the other songs kind of guy. Even though I love the singles, it's like it's yeah. it, it's who you are more. It's actually more of who you are. I think that song is awesome, and that song is always going to be from my, my my motherfucking homie Sunny <laughs> Sunny Gambino. What's up, and, Gambinos? Uh, ah, you know they're you know hey. Yeah, I wrote that about him. He he told me a story where he was in like solitary confinement in like a dungeon, <laughs> a fucking freezer box, you know. And uh, he didn't have, uh, yeah, he couldn't even see sunshine for, you know. I think it was twenty four seven. You know, it was really sad to act, you know. But I was like, hmm. wow, yeah. So that what a story to write a song about. That song is for Salvatore Gambino, and uh, I love you, buddy. Everything's cool, and uh, yeah, that song was for him. You know, <laughs> that's cool. How <laughs> some songs get <laughs> forget about. Yeah, forget about it. You know what I mean? I, I'm Italian too. My my last name. My grandfather came over from Italy, so I I do. I don't actually know any Gambinos, but uh, but I am Italian. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are great. I love you people, man. You guys are awesome. We I eat did. a lot. We eat a lot. And thank God for that, man. Because shoot, man, what would life be without like pasta and like, you know, fresh <laughs> every ingredient and everything you can get, you know, it's it's all fresh, man. You know? Very true. Did you know that uh pizza was actually invented in Wichita, Kansas? No. <laughs> I call bullshit on it. But it was on like the uh, Discovery Channel the other day. Really? Like, okay. The food that made America, right? Oh that- yes, yes, yeah. I love that show. I watch that all the time. I haven't seen that episode about the pizza though. Uh, yeah, right, man. I was like in shock. I was sitting there just like in my hotel room, like watching this episode, and I was like, pizza could not have really seriously been invented in Wichita, Kansas, like. Uh, mm-hmm. Pizza Hut people, and then Domino's. You know, yeah, I, I, it's pizza, but it's not like New York style. It's not like what we think of as like maybe Italian sliced pizza. They were claiming that on this show, and I was like, 
I was like, that's gotta be bullshit, man. Like seriously. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I would say so. (laughs) And, um, shout out to our supporters today, Alyssa Ebersold concert photography, graphic design. So if you need some touring photos and that kind of stuff, we have Envious Music Magazine for reviews. And then we've got Melissa Harding, vocal coach extraordinaire. And she's an artist as well. Which brings me to, have you ever worked with a vocal coach? Uh, yeah, man. Um, this lady in uh, Claycomo, Missouri, um, she um, she was about 80 years old. And uh, my, my, uh, my friend Jimmy Allen, songwriter, coach, songwriter guy, and co-inventor of everything, he... I went, he's like, you need to do some vocal lessons. And I was like, okay. So I went down on this right. bass, uh, uh, piano, like, and the lady's like, she has like, she has like a tape recorder, right? And she's like, you know, playing these notes on just this old shitty ass raggedy looking like piano at the bottom of this apartment complex. And she tapes me and, you know, it was like, so she recorded me trying to, you know, do this. Do like, okay, take this cassette back to your little practice hall in your basement and put it on a boom box and, you know, listen to it. And I totally, like, completely fucking sucked. Like, fortunately, there was no one there to hear how bad I sucked. That, you know. That- yeah. Well, Melissa says, so Melissa Harding is who's I use. She was in 6 a.m. for a little while with, um, uh, James Michael, who we who we've interviewed too, she calls it vocalizing. You know, it's not necessarily sounding good at first. You have to you know, vocalize. Yeah, yeah, you, you do, and it's uh, you know, it's like it's just like um, rehearsing for anything, or, or you know, building a skill at anything in life. You know, um, you just have to um, I don't know, dedicate some some time to improve. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? yeah, practice doesn't make perfect, but you know, it helps. You know. Is there any, because I'm a little bit of a gear guy. Um, is there any microphones like when you record or versus that you play live that you like either have to have, or you just like sounds better on the style of your voice or that sort of thing, or maybe you're endorsed by some. No, I'm going with SM7 in the studio. Oh, really? Uh, okay. I go SM7 every time, all the time. What do you use live? Usually a uh, SM58. Or an SM57, um, but usually it's 58s. Okay. I personally like the audio, uh, the audio sevens, the different company, but that yeah. was really, yeah. So I had used a beta for a lot of years. Um, I like uh, the beta for some reason over the 58. What was that? The audio beta? Like, was the audio part and the name of the, because uh, this a producer, um, sound engineer, Toby Francis, who was our sound engineer for a long long time who does ZZ Top and he does Ariana Grande he does everybody and uh, he he used these certain mics and I thought maybe that was a beta I think you're right about that actually yeah they even I think some of the kick drum mics are are beta series and and they may, I mean they make everything nowadays people rehaul the you know the 52s to every mic I like Shore a lot I mean that's a good company we get into SE mics too. There's there's a, there's just a lot of it's good to use variety. I don't know if you ever like uh, I don't know for backup vocals or like different vocal let's call it like effects. I don't know if you actually use a different mic for that for that stuff or you use the same mic. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of uh, engineers and producers and stuff will use um, different kinds of mics. Uh, a lot, a lot on the drums. Um, when it comes to vocals, it's usually just a you know SM58 single and mic. One of the ones that go like there's these little skin little silver ones that go over the drums in the recording process, if not live, but they're just like skinny little. I don't even know what the hell those ones are. But I've seen a bunch of them. Yeah. Too. Are they small? Really small? Or are they really long? Hang over the drums to get the, you know, the whole, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Or, yeah. They make small ones too, They're like pencil mics. And then there's ones that are like a lot longer. Yeah. 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 So yeah. the drummers got mics, like they're, they're the mic technician freaks, man. You know, like yeah. they got. Whatever it is, man. Call call it somebody else. Don't ask me, man. <laughs> That's what I'm into. They're probably ribbon mics, probably long ribbon mics on each side or something, or who knows. Some of the drums, you know. Yeah, yeah. They use they a lot of times. I don't know. They use condensers. They use everything. But what's this, some weird mic? Uh, um, I've seen somebody use as a kick drum mic, and I'm like, really? Like it was just very odd. You know, you'd never use it for drums, but they used it for that low kick drum for some reason. But uh, yeah, um, I know what you're talking about. It's like a it's like a uh, egg shape looking. Yes, I don't know what it is, but I was like, okay, it's a microphone, man. Yeah, yeah. it's a mic. <laughs> as long as it makes sound. I mean, I, you know, it's crazy about all the old days is that like hell they were like you know they were you know recording into like you know like just like a metal box. Yeah, like, oh, brother, where art thou? If you haven't seen that movie, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're going to get a kick out of that with Clooney and the boys. And uh, that was a great movie. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, they were like, you got to sing into a can. You know? <laughs> you should do that for an effect on one song. Get like a Campbell's can, eat it, and then pile out the bottom of it and sing through it. Yeah, you actually take cans and then take a rope and then like, that's what we used to do when we were little kids. Like we would take the, like, like, you know, like a soup can and yeah. then put a rope through it and then, you know, go 30 feet down there and then you can talk into it and it would actually, you could actually hear the person. Cool. Should do that and record it someday. Yeah. Right. Like it. I'll do it. You know, like I, a, you I, know how there's like little radio casts or they, they take the voice and they get rid of all the low end and it sounds like a distorted radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like a rat box thing. Like, yeah. Something will, like that. Yeah. But like, I don't know, man, you can, you can do, you, you can, <laughs> you can do anything. Yeah. But like just old school stuff, man, you know? Well, I appreciate you coming on the show here. I seen you. I remember with uh breaking Benjamin, you were on tour with, that was a good show. Love what, what's coming up tour wise for you before we go uh, I'm going to uh, continue to write songs and uh, just um, try not to overexert my old self because I'm no spring chicken anymore <laughs> it takes a lot to tour I know it's like people are like oh he's still doing it it's, it's like you know everything to get those shows together just people have no idea even down to the stage. I have no idea how they break down that stage so fast. So make sure when he comes out with a new record, you know, I always, if you're a fan of a band, follow them to the very end. That's what I say. You know, if you've been a fan of Metallica since Kill Em All, who cares that St. Anger came out? Just get them all. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. There's some good riffs. St. Anger gets a bad rap, but there's some there's some good riffs and stuff. The radio edit version of some kind of monster is actually really, really good. I really like that song. You know, I heard this uh, track from Rage Against the Machine, man. I keep I play it every day about ten times. <laughs> yeah, it just pumps you up. You know what I mean? Called uh, "Down on the Streets" uh, by the uh, by Iggy Pop. Okay, yeah. yeah, it's such a killer song. You gotta play that for everybody, like all the time, because I like I'll probably listen to it like like when I get off the phone because it really. Gives oh, really? Play. Maybe I'll throw it on my show. <laughs> And seriously, man, down the streets, Iggy Pop, and uh, what? What the hell is the band like? The before what they the band before Iggy Pop went solo, I'm blank. But anyway, it was uh, he was in the Matt, second Crow movie. It's all that's about what I know. That's cool. So yeah, down the streets by Raging the Machine. Um, if you're having a bad day, anybody out there, just put that on and start jumping around and dancing and. Because De La Roca is the angriest and baddest ass motherfucker that I have ever listened to. <laughs> I love you. I love you, dude. I love you, bro. That's amazing. Any uh, last advice? I ask this to a lot of people for, let's say, indie up and coming musicians. Any advice that you give them, maybe, you know, business wise or just getting off the ground, let's say? Yeah. Well, basically, it boils down to this, ladies and gentlemen. You have to um, get with it, get with the program. You have to actually dedicate actual time in your life, and you have to, you know, rehearse your with yourself in your room, whatever it is. You you have to take the time to you know to want to be something like that. You know, what I'm saying like yeah, like a or you stick a button, you know, pick up a freaking acoustic guitar. Or what I'm trying to say is try to get better, you know, try to get better, you know? Yeah. More, more of a, let's say rounded as a player. Yeah. Like, no, film writer, you know, whatever you do in life, like, you know, just hone in on it. If that's your passion, be the best at it that you can be, you know what I'm saying? And just yep. gotta do to, to be the, the best that you can like actually be it whatever the passion is you want practice man you know practice practice and practice learn 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 and educate yourself just get down and get get better and better and better you know what i'm saying yep that's what i tell all my guitar students i go practice 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 i go you ain't gonna get better without practicing right so yeah. great words of advice i would say practice doesn't make perfect but it helps you out Yes, it helps you. I use the word progress. And that's kind of what you want to do. Mentally progress in a positive direction. You know, I believe everybody can sing and can play guitar Let's to a certain point. You know what I mean? Where, oh, I can't ever do that. Don't say that. You know, even if it's, you know, you can't get past some basic chords, you got to those basic chords. You know what I mean? Yeah. Put your fingers on the neck of the guitar. And get used to it, and because it's hard to like get the, uh, it's hard when you first start like trying to play songs on guitar or anything. Yeah, you don't have the stretching and stuff like that. Yeah, it gets it gets more familiar, and then it's not such a big deal, you know. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you on here, Wes from Puddle of Mud, new record, and hopefully we'll see you out touring here sometime soon, very very soon. 
Yes, sir. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the podcast version here of Palangi Studio of Rock, only on Radio Wigwam. Catch the live shows every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 UK. Chime in on our social medias and make sure you see any of these video repeat podcasts on YouTube and go to frankplanji.com. Appreciate it. Hope you guys come back and I will see you soon. <laughs>